Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, you sick, twisted freak. I want to go over some of the things that need to be asked and answered. I am all for the Freedom Caucus and the votes for Jim Jordan, even though Jim's like, I don't want the job. I don't know anybody who does want the job except Kevin McCarthy, and that's kind. That should tell you something. Uh, but uh, we're going to have um, Jim Jordan on with us, and uh, not Jim Jordan, but um, uh, Chip Roy on with us in just a few minutes, and he's going to talk about what is it that they want as a compromise. Is there a compromise? I support it. At least I think we'll find out with Chip Roy coming up in just a minute. Also, the things that need to be asked and answered. There's a lot. We begin there in 60 seconds. Standing up for what you believe in is challenging, but there are basic things that we can all do, like buying from companies that believe what you and I believe. We need to stick together now more than ever, and there has been one mobile phone company willing to stand with you in defense of liberty and religious freedom and educational freedom since 2012. It's Patriot Mobile. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. In fact, they make such a difference, believe it or not, that uh, the BBC just did an, an expose on Patriot Mobile. You know, they're conservatives. And they take some of their money and they put it into conservative causes. Did they did they go do the research in their advertisements? <laughs> right? Like, what, I don't understand. They share your values. They're not going to send your hard-earned money that they make in what they do to aid in the destruction of America. They'll work for conservative causes, not against them. And they give you the same great coverage, but better service. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Did I mention better price, too? Get free activation today with the offer code BECK. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values, support a company that does. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK or call 972-PATRIOT. So we were talking about the uh, ESPN um, uh, coverage on Monday Night Football. And I have a real problem, and this is going to be a recurring theme There are questions that need to be asked, and I am sick and tired of those people who say uh, we don't we don't we don't need to ask that question. Well, that question is that that question is wrong. That question is dangerous. There are no such things as dangerous questions or dangerous answers. 
there are dangerous actions. But we should be able to think and question anything. That's how an enlightened society becomes more enlightened. And with all of the stuff that is going on with Twitter, I mean, I don't know if you saw what Elon Musk said a couple of days ago where he said everything that the right said that was a conspiracy theory, I think it has proven to be true when it comes to Twitter. Incredible. And nobody seems to be talking about it except the press is doing this. Well, this is old news. We knew this. No, 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 no. We knew this. You said it was a conspiracy theory. And now that you know it, you say, yeah, well, we knew that. Well, we knew you knew that, but you were denying it. That's part of the news story. It's crazy. It's not old news. It is old news to the people on the right that knew it was happening, but didn't have evidence of it. But we strongly suspected. Now we have the evidence that it is true. It's also not really about Twitter, is it? No. You know, like the Adam Schiff one is a good example of this. Adam Schiff, who is, you know, among the worst people that has ever been created, uh, <laughs> period, uh, is he comes to, to Twitter and asks him, hey, can you pull off all everybody that has ever said anything bad about me? Basically, is what, <laughs> what, the, what he asks for. And this is like the one time Twitter is like, not, no, no I, dude, we can't. I, 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 we'd love to help you out here, but that's a little That would include far. us. But, uh, like, but like the issue isn't really whether Twitter agrees to a request from Adam Schiff. The problem is the request from Adam Schiff. It, we should. Yep. Like it. Yes, I understand what the Constitution says. To be consistent with the spirit of the Constitution, we should all easily agree to pass a law that says nobody who is a sitting congressman or a staff member or anyone related to a sitting congressman can or a go, recent staff member. Or, yes, exactly. Broaden as much as you want can go and ask, ask for someone's speech to be limited in this way, right? To for someone to be deplatformed. They shouldn't even be legally able to ask because if you are Twitter, Right. And you get a con you have this guy who's on TV all the time, 648 times a day on MSNBC is now in your email box saying, do this or else, you know, whether you're liberal or not, you're going to be pressured by that. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Twitter was very liberal and went along with it a lot, mm -hmm. but it shouldn't even you shouldn't even have the ability it to ask for something like correct. that. It shouldn't happen if it would have been Donald Trump. It shouldn't right. happen. Shouldn't happen. Right. Um, now, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm all for Kevin McCarthy. Bye bye. And giving power to people who are actually seeking answers and they're not part of the problem. You know, we need people who are turning over every stone in Washington and they're not afraid. Well, I might be exposed if I turn that stone over. We have the FTX and uh, and SF uh, SBF Ponzi scheme. I just want you to understand what this really is about. Here's a guy who stole money from millions of investors and then gave it to the Democratic Party and then got caught. And the Democratic Party benefited from that. They took the money and nobody seems to care. Why is that? That sounds like money laundering to me. Why does nobody care about that? The Twitter files. 
Why does nobody care about that? How about this one? The sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. I talked to a lot of people uh, over the last few months. I, I don't know any of them that don't think it was us. Shouldn't we know if our government did that? How about the questions on Capitol Hill about our energy shock? Really? It was just, we were fine? We were energy independent for the first time, and now there's a global energy shortage? Really? And the Ukraine war. I'm going to get into that next hour. There are far too many things that are going on in Ukraine that we need answers on. But you're never going to get the answers if you can't ask the questions. This is why I said last hour with ESPN and, and, uh, and what happened on uh, Monday Night Football was the fact that people started saying, well, it's the vaccine. Well, you don't know it's the vaccine. It's not the vaccine. Well, you don't know it's not the vaccine. You don't know anything. Right. They haven't taken the guy off the field yet. You know literally nothing. How can you possibly say that? The problem that I had with this was that each side was trying to shut the other one up. That is the most un-American and most unenlightened thing we could possibly do. We need to ask questions and ask all honest questions. I just want an answer. If that wasn't if it was the vaccine, we should know that. I don't know if we're going to know right away what the effects of the vaccine are, because usually they go through 10 years of trials on humans. Well, we're in what year two? We got a lot of trials yet to happen. They just experimented on the entire human race. So let, let's let's slow down. And for anybody who is uh, an, an official or Google or Facebook, shut up. You have you've destroyed the credibility of medicine. And doctors, look what's going on in California. Did you see what's happening with Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peterson, this this is crazy. The College of Psychologists of Ontario is now investigating um, clinical psychologist Jordan Peterson over criticism of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The association confirmed on its website that it released a decision November 22nd requiring Peterson to complete a specified continuing education or remedial program, a coaching program designed to address concerns about an individual's public conduct. Peterson says the investigation is due to his retweeting, a retweeting uh, of an opposition candidate for prime minister. Uh, I'm going to take a course of such training with reports documenting my progress or face an all in-person tribunal and suspension of my right to operate as a licensed clinical psychologist, Peterson tweeted. Th this should be a problem. Once you have once you have uh, an inquisition run by doctors. What's the difference between an inquisition run by doctors and one by run by the church? This is just the church of wokeism. Questions. 2023 needs to be a year of questions asked and answered. 
Yeah, you used to get criticized all the time back in the day. Be like, oh, he's just asking questions, you know. And they would try to say that that was your way of insinuating some false theory, right? Like, I'm just asking questions. But one of the things they always left out of that analysis was you always said honest questions. Yeah. Right? Like, honest questions. Just asking questions is not the right thing by itself. Asked and answered. Right. You know, asking honest questions that you really want to find the answer to. And like, you know, one of the things that's... Well, hang on, just before you go on that, what is an honest question? So in case you don't know, an honest question is something that you ask that if they respond in any way, and it is verifiable, in any way that you disagree with, you will change your opinion or your action accordingly yeah you're open to change what the answer might be yeah. right I, I think a lot of people and people do this all the time but like you ask a question basically trying to reinforce a prior belief right. right and that's not the way you get to real answers it's also impossible to get to a real answer if you treat things that way and the human brain is wired to do that right like you, everyone once you believe something you kind of like look for ways to continue to believe it that's mm-hmm. w- very well studied in you know especially the the deeper the belief. The deeper the belief, right? Yeah. That's why this is getting scary with people who go to the Church of Wokeism, because you are getting so far down yeah. the rabbit hole that you are going to start questioning things that fundamentally have changed you. Yeah. Like a great example of this, not to get too deep into this again, but like the mask thing is a really good example of this, right? Like when this is an example we brought up before, but like when all the COVID is breaking, and the society is shutting down and all this is going on. Uh, Mike Lindell, of all people, reforms his factories mm-hmm. to help and make masks for people because we couldn't find them. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. He never got any credit for it. But especially from the mask people, from the mask, the people, people right? who the are pe- still like mask right. the greatest thing that saved everybody. Instead of making pillows and, and slippers, he decided, you know what? I'm going to help out. And we're just going to start making masks in mass just to help people get through this time. And over time, that was a, a somewhat rational initial reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like people were like, okay, well, masks, maybe that will help. <laughs> Doctors wear them. Maybe this will help. And over time, the evidence showed pretty clearly that unless you got an N95 mask, it's probably not doing much of anything. Certainly a bandana is doing very little, mm-hmm. right? But it became a cultish belief by the media and by the left in a lot of these blue states that you were killing grandma if you didn't have your bandana on. Correct. And instead of looking at the evidence over time and changing your belief, people decided their belief was set in stone and they were never going to change again. Correct. And a lot of times that, sometimes that's just from pure belief. Sometimes it's just from lack of information. You were talking about this earlier where people are like immediately jumping to things. Part of that is because people weren't honest with us in the past and we don't yes. know. And when with, with information being held back, people start to speculate. I thought it was interesting. The, wait, the other yeah. side of that are the people who just bought the political answer yeah. and will not be influenced by honest questions and honest answers. Yeah. The I masks see. do nothing. They do nothing. That doesn't mean that we should have never had masks. It was, a like you said, good idea at the beginning. As soon as the science showed us, oh, it's not stopping anything. We should have gotten rid of them. Yeah. And certainly stopped. And this is the biggest part of all of this. Certainly stopped 
requiring people to go down these roads. I mean, you know, I think you mentioned before that, like, if people were honest and they were, you know, more forthright about some of the, you know, maybe the vaccine didn't work as perfectly as they thought initially and all that stuff, that would have helped the situation. And I think that's true. But I think the biggest thing about it is if you didn't force people to take it, Mm -hmm. you know, when people are making their own decisions, if that decision, just like this, you know, uh, DeMar Hamlin, like he made a decision to play in the NFL, it may wind up causing him massive health problems. But you know what? I got to say, if you if you go and you ask him if he recovers, he'd probably say, I'd do it all over again. Sure. And so would the guys who were there in the circle praying for him and absolutely and, and helping him. Um, I, I, we're going to get back to that in a little while. And also. Um, we're going to talk about what happened with the Speaker of the House yesterday. This is really important for you to decide where you stand on this issue. The Republicans, the Karl Roves, are trying to make it feel, make you feel like, oh, you, this is just crazy people. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I hope it backfires on those Republicans. I hope Kevin McCarthy hears from the American Republican that says enough is enough. We demand accountability. More on that coming up in just a second. Also, I had uh, dinner and I was with um, the DeSantis family uh, on uh, Monday night there for the um, swearing in ceremony on Tuesday. And I have a few thoughts on this. Uh, All good. All good. Um, Inspiring stuff coming up. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Roy wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I started taking Relief Factor because my knee pain. I had absolutely wonderful results. I'm able to get around with no pain. I have a couple of days where I had to travel, forgot to take it with me. I quickly found out that it was no coincidence uh, of taking Relief Factor and me feeling better. I got back. I started taking it again. And voila, the pain is gone. If you got pain, you will not be sorry for having given this product a try. Roy, thank you for your testimonial. The three-week quick start is all they're asking. Just try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Get your life back. Get out of pain. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right. Um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit, um, a little bit about DeSantis. Let me give you a little bit on uh, what happened yesterday. I was... Um, there at his speech i don't know if you watched it. it is worth watching in full this is the clip that i think everybody is playing of uh ron DeSantis' inaugural speech yesterday we reject this woke ideology we seek normalcy not philosophical lunacy we will not allow reality facts and truth to become optional. We will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. That's probably the most divisive thing. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was great. Let's unify around truth. Um, but probably the most divisive thing he said, this was a really, really good speech. Um, he is a deep, deep thinker. And I like him. It's funny because I was at dinner with him 
uh, on Monday night and uh, he and his wife and my son and I, and we were sitting there and she looks over at me and she says, so what is it you like about my husband? And, uh, you know, when somebody says that you have many options in front of you, <laughs> I always travel the least traveled path. Uh, and I said to Ron, I grabbed his arm, patted it a bit and said, no offense to you. But the thing I like the most about him is you. Casey is a brilliant, brilliant woman. So is he. I mean, top of his class, really brilliant guy. He's not a woman as far as I know, but hey, no, you never know. Everyone identifies. Uh, she's a brilliant, brilliant woman who is very conservative. I think she's I she, she might even be right if me. I'm not sure. Mm. And I say that in a good way. But I said to her, uh, she looked at me strangely and so did he. And I said, no, no, hear me out. I know the impact of a good woman. I could not do my job. And if my wife falters in any way on something, I question everything. And if my wife and I, we're partners. When we're in lockstep, there's nothing we can't accomplish. You're more conservative. So if he would go to Washington... He's going to bed every night with somebody going, what the hell did you just do today? <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Uh, <clears throat> they're both really good. And I will tell you this. She's Jackie Onassis. She is Jackie O. I don't know if you saw her. Look up their entrance into the inauguration. Watch her walk down the stairs. She is positively Jackie Onassis. This was... This had all of the makings of Camelot, uh, which we haven't seen in a very long time. Back in a minute with Chip Roy. The Glenn Beck Program. These days, your personal information is floating around all over the place on the Internet. Wait until I get, it's probably be a couple of weeks, but wait until I get to whammy, some new technology you're going to love. Anyway, uh, there is, um, we're in this era of social media where platforms like Instagram have become the top apps. Cyber criminals are, um, you know, running their online scams with. You need to be prepared for as many popular uh, pop. Uh, possibilities as possible you need people like lifelock protecting you so 25 percent off right now you can get a subscription to lifelock it is the top of the line in cybersecurity. believe me it is everywhere and if you don't have the basic line of defense you're going to end up having your information hacked into and used against you and possibly to a devastating um, uh, effect Nobody can prevent all of it, but when it comes to identity theft, lifelock.com is the best out there. Promo code BECK, save 25%, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Really glad that uh, Chip Roy is uh, with us. Talk to us about the battle for the Speaker of the House. Uh, hello, Chip. How are you? 
Glenn. I'm doing well. Um, we're uh, uh, engaged in yet another series of meetings this morning. We were here until midnight last night at the Capitol, and we're going to continue to fight for the people that uh, sent us here to fight for them. Well, A, I appreciate that, and I hope that uh, America responds. I, I, I think the Carl Roves of the world are thinking that people like you are going to get a lot of calls and deluged, deluged at uh, your office today saying, don't you dare, you go as Speaker McCarthy. I think the other is going to happen because I'm, I'm done, Chip. I'm done. When the, when the Senate passed the omnibus bill, I was done. If you guys don't have the freedom to investigate and the teeth and the backbone to actually do things in the interest of all Americans, why did we vote for any Republicans? Well, Glenn, that's the question. That is the central question. People have been asking, like, what's the message? And I tried to deliver a message on the floor of the House last night that what we're fighting for are the tools and the leadership necessary to stop the swamp from rolling over the average American who are sick and tired of seeing this town undermine their freedom, spend money we don't have, and continue to violate uh, every promise they've ever made in the campaign. I'm going to come up and I'm going to cut spending. We're going to balance the budget. Correct. We're going to secure the border. Bull. You saw what happened unfold with that ridiculous $1.7 trillion bill. There was no real significant pushback from the House leadership when Mitch McConnell stuck it to the American people, made it impossible for us to secure the border, took away our leverage, and did it so that the current D.C. establishment could get what they wanted in terms of a big spending bill for the defense complex and to jam through something that the American people didn't want. That's what we have to stop, Glenn. Okay, so and that's what this is about. So I am with you. So now it will will those of you who are uh, mounting this battle is there a compromise McCarthy could make? So I would have told you um, forty-eight hours ago that the answer to that question was yes. The problem is is there is a growing group of hardcore no votes against Kevin because of the way things unfolded yesterday at the Republican conference meeting in which Mike Rogers stood up and threatened members from losing their committees. And when uh, lies were being told about what was uh, behind the motives of members seeking quote, petty personal uh, privileges and being on certain committees, which was a total lie because members offered in good faith. All right. Put me on the appropriations committee. I don't want to be in the appropriations committee, but I'll do it. Right. Or put me on the rules committee. To, that was me. I said, sure. Put my name on the rules committee as someone who would do it, even though I don't want to fly away from my home and miss my family on Sunday night and fly up here to be here on Monday mornings to set the rules. And the rules committee is the funnel through which all things get to the floor. The fight in 1923, when there were nine rounds of votes for the speaker, the culmination of that was a complete change of the rules committee because it's so powerful. It's a secret committee kind of that nobody knows about that just sits there and decides what bills get to the floor, what's in them and what it looks like. Hmm. So we had a debate about that and then people lied about it. So now you got a bunch of members that are saying, you know what? I can't trust them. I'm not going to be able to vote for the guy. Now that being said, Glenn, literally the conversations I had till midnight last night and this morning is trying to work in good faith on how to change the institution. I speaking for myself, would there would be a path for me to get there? But the path for me requires 
us to be able to control the ability of, of the control of the legislation that gets to the floor and stop something like that omnibus bill in December. So required- hang on just a second. May I, may I just break this down for idiots like me? Uh, yeah. I think what you're saying is because I'm. I was stunned when I saw you all sitting in the chamber yesterday. I'm like, wow, I haven't seen that since turn of the century. Um, you're, the problem is all of these bills are being done behind closed doors by just a small group. And then it's brought to the floor, not for discussion, but for a vote. Yes or no. And you Correct. want that to stop, right? Correct. Yeah. And okay. we made progress. And look, and Glenn, this is important. The progress we've made over the last 60 days to get rules is not because Kevin was standing up trying to figure out, oh, I've got these great ideas on how to make the place better. It was because some of us, five in particular publicly, that were no's, said they weren't going to support Kevin. And then another seven of us signed a letter saying, here are the kinds of things we want to see change. That forced the conversation to get changed. Now these guys are running around saying, well, we gave you everything you want. No, you didn't. You gave us some things that will be an improvement, but you didn't give us the key thing which is what is necessary to stop big bills that the defense world and the liberals in the, in the, among Democrats jam through. Remember and consider, Kevin voted in the minority with more Democrats than Republicans on multiple bills over the last decade. Since he has been a Republican leadership, the debt has gone from $11 trillion to $32 trillion. He voted, for example, for good Latin. You don't need to talk. Right. I am not for right. I mean, I, and I get it. I, what, tell me what the specifics are that have to be changed, because I think people need to know specifically what are we fighting for? The key thing that I believe needs to change is that we have to have people on the rules committee who reflect the conservatives who send Republicans to Washington to change the town. That seems wonky. What is the real message? Is that we need conservatives, enough conservatives. I'm not saying put every Freedom Caucus member on there. I'm saying you need to have actual conservatives who will stand up in defense of the American people from the big spending in this town, be on the committees that actually determine what gets to the floor, combined with the changes to the rules that we are partway down the road and getting of opening up the floor so we can have amendments and debate on that the floor so, so that we can kill this stuff. So we're kind of halfway there, but halfway there ain't there. And so if they're not going to work with us to get us there, then that's the problem. And yesterday damaged that and may have created an environment where there's too many guys here are saying we can't cut a deal with Kevin. I don't know. Mm. That's what we're working through. Um, and, uh, is there somebody that you think everybody could agree on? Look, I think there's this. There's here's the problem. If I go out and say I think person X is the guy, then that might poison. Got it. Person got it. X. Got it. Got it. So, so like, so we're having conversations. I promise you, there are people that would surprise you uh, that are in the sort of center of the world around McCarthy who are having conversations openly, uh, or I say openly. I mean privately with us, but like having conversations. Um, but let me give you an example. I nominated yesterday two guys on the floor. I picked one. Byron Donalds was my first vote. Why did I pick Byron? Because Byron is a second-term congressman who is not sullied by the swamp. Mm. Successful businessman, father, conservative. He's a friend, proven track record, worked in the Texas, I'm sorry, the Florida legislature. He's a good man. 
the speaker doesn't have to know every ins and outs of the swamp to make it work. And in fact, we would be great. It would be a breath of fresh air to have someone who doesn't come with a taint of the swamp. Yes. So I picked Byron Donalds. Second, I nominated Jim Jordan. He's been here longer, but he's got a history and a track record of fighting the swamp. That's the whole point. Kevin doesn't have that. Okay. So if we're cutting a deal with Kevin, we better damn well get the rules that will box him in. Otherwise, you've got to have a deal with a leader who you can trust to break the swamp, to break the cartel that's destroying our country, spending money we don't have, leaving our borders open, continuing to empower bureaucrats that undermine our freedom. We have to stop it, Glenn. The tools we need have to give us the tools to stop continuing to do the same thing we've been doing over and over again. While every single Republican goes back in campaigns and then comes to this godforsaken town and throws our country down the drain and undermines everything that the men and women in uniform have so fought so valiantly to save for our kids and our grandkids. That's what this is about. Uh, do you have, are you fighting for, or do you already have uh, enough power of investigation to be able to answer the, the questions that must be answered this year? Must be answered. So I would say we had, we were going way down the path of organizing, and, and, and we have the fire, and we're ready to go after uh, a lot of the entities that need to. Jim Jordan and Judiciary Committee, for example. And we've already been having lots of conversations and meetings. Everybody's freaking out. Oh, you don't have a speaker. It's like, hold on, like 24 hours, 48 hours. Yeah, the world's not going to implode if we don't have a speaker in place while we try to get it right. But we're ready to go on a lot of these things. You would ask me, do we have everything? I think we need a more aggressive, expanded church committee-style effort to go after the weapons of government. I think that we got some headway in that. There were some offers to do it. Um, that was... I think good conversations were going on that, but they kind of stalled on Monday night uh, around other factors. So I think we made headway and we're in a good place to be able to do some good things with that. But we got a lot more work we need to do. Do you see us, um, I think in 29, or no, it was 1856, I think, where it went on for like 130 votes. Uh, do you see us in a 1856 or a 1920s kind of situation? Well, right now we're through three boats. We're going to go there in an hour and 15 minutes. We know there's going to be at least a fourth. Um, my guess is there might be a fifth or a sixth, and we're going to continue to have conversations today. Um, there's a, like I said, there, Kevin doesn't have the votes. So we've got to work through on getting it there. And we're either going to get it there through fixing the rules and getting it to where we can protect the American people and do what we said we would do to stop the swamp, or we need a new leader or both. But we're working on it as hard as we know how to do. But the American people need to be patient, knowing that there's a group of people up here fighting for you. That's what this is about, fighting to defend the American people against the swamp. That's everything that we're trying to do. And the most effective thing any listener can do? Call your member and tell them to stand with us to get what we need to get to stop the swamp. And that means Kevin McCarthy needs to come to the table or we need a new leader. But don't go, you know, walk away and get, get you know, don't walk away because you're hearing people go, oh, my God, you might end up with a Democrat speaker. That's only going to happen if Republicans vote for a Democrat. Republicans vote for Republicans. You get a Republican speaker, and we're going to keep working to do that. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Chip Roy uh, from the great state of uh, Texas, congressman uh, from Texas, roy.house.gov. All right. Back in just a second. I'm a guy who likes solutions to problems. And several years ago, when I finally had enough of dealing with real estate agents who just couldn't cut it for some reason or another, couldn't. I, I don't know. Uh, I started a company called real estate agents. I trust.com real estate agents. I trust.com are the, 
it's my company. And what we do is we go out and we look for the real estate agents that are, I don't want to say they're fans of the show. Well, they listen, they all listen to the show and they're fans of the show. They're people that are cut from the same cloth. They know what good and decent people do and want. And they're going to give you a fair shake. And they're the people with the best track record because they have the best practices uh, in play. And we vet all of these people. And they don't work for me, but they are recommended by me. And we watch carefully every transaction to make sure that it is the best real estate experience of your life. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Sell or buy your next house quickly and for the best deal. Realestateagentsitrust.com. A free service to you. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're, we're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. I was reading the New York Times today, Glenn, and we do that so you don't have to. Yeah. That's why we yeah, do it. I know, I know. Uh, so I was reading the New York Times and you got a mention. And well, usually it's followed by or preceded by fascist, yeah, racist, <laughs> right. you know, some derogatory. This is actually a, a neutral mention of you. Wow. Once. That's yes. not that doesn't happen. <laughs> Largely neutral. Um, it's in the article about Ron DeSantis. Now you were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it says uh, the Bible Mr. DeSantis used to take the oath of office was a Bible of the revolution. The first complete Bible in English to be printed in America, according to Sotheby's Glenn Beck. The conservative commentator posted on Twitter that he lent the Bible to DeSantis for the inauguration. I was going to a dinner. Uh, he was having a, 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 a dinner with 500 people, and I was shockingly set right next to him uh, and his wife at the uh, dinner. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I got that spot. <laughs> nice seat. Uh, but um, uh, so I thought I would bring him some stuff just in case he was interested. And I brought this is what I have here is. Mary Todd Lincoln's Bible. Uh, don't have Abe's, but I do have Mary Todd Lincoln's Bible. And, uh, and this one, this is the one that he used. Um, I love the fact that they went to Sotheby's to ask. Right, because they didn't believe <laughs> they you. They didn't believe me. Right, yeah. yeah we got to go to Sotheby's. Wait, let's ask Sotheby's. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, this is, this is called the Aiken Bible. And it is not only the, the Bible of the Revolution, it is the first Bible in English, the first Bible ever to be printed in America, but it is also the first and only authorized by Congress. Mm. One of the first things that they did when we, when we became a country was to authorize, it says it right here, I don't know if you can read that very I'm carefully. I'm terrified to hold this book. Yeah, be Are you very, me? very careful. Don't open that. You know, too far. Do you see the very beginning? Says something, the United States Congress. Yeah. So it's it's by order of Congress. They, um, this guy, Robert Aiken, uh, he comes and says, uh, we have to have a Bible for our schools and for our churches. We don't have any Bibles. We're running out because now we can't, you know, we, we don't, we're not getting them from England. We want to print our own. And uh, so this was the first Bible, and it was approved by, by Congress. the United States uh, in Congress, September 12th, 1782. Isn't that amazing? Yes, please take this Nine, back before I ruin it. 912. I did get Nine a little 12. bit of a, 
I had some butterscotch that yeah, I okay. sauce that I dripped. Yeah, on. People are always saying, "We shouldn't you have white gloves on that?" No, actually, when it comes to books, and you should know this, um, uh, your hand, the oil from your hands, is actually good. Paper from uh, prior to about eighteen, maybe eighty, um, it had cotton in it. And so it yeah. doesn't it doesn't get brittle. And if you wear gr- gloves and something is brittle, you'll shatter the page. Yeah, no, I, it is, that is something you should know. It's really pragmatically useful information for most people. Just bringing it right to... Shut up. <laughs> what what shut person up. needs to know that other than shut you? Up. Shut no up. No one needs to know that. Shut but, uh, up. It's really I cool, also though. brought this for him. He was awed by this. This is Ronald Reagan's oath of office signed by him. This is what was held in front of him in 1980 when wow. he took the oath of office. I, Ronald Reagan, do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. So help me. Quite God. amazing. All the of Glenn this Beck available program. at our museum.